0: Hey guys, welcome to the Learn Feng Shui podcast, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. So if you're interested in learning Feng Shui, Chinese astrology, all things Chinese metaphysics, as well as the superstitions and myths that connect it all, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, welcome to 2023. Let's get into the best and worst Feng Shui sectors for the year. So the title or the intro of my podcast may have been a little bit deceiving. Every year I take a look and I usually do two different podcasts. One for the best feng shui sectors and how to enhance them for the year. And usually one for the worst feng shui sectors and how to negate the energy. What kind of cures you can put up, you know. Um, However... This year is a little bit different because it seems like everything that's kind of good, like the good flying stars, you know, some of those good yearly energies that we get are also mixed with some bad energies. And so it's making the energy a little bit challenging this year. Um, Let's kind of get into uh, why this is and what we can do to enhance um, some good energies. So, you know, it's kind of the perfect opportunity to talk about You know, what do we do in a situation? Because occasionally we come across this energy where we're not really able to use a lot of different sectors within our home. So it's actually the perfect opportunity to look and kind of break that apart. And it's a good learning experience to learn how you can still activate these good energies, how you can still tap into these good energies within your home. So when we're looking at different energies for the year, one of the biggest things that um, Feng Shui practitioners, especially the ones you find like online, you go to the yearly seminars, they'll kind of show you where the flying stars are for the year. And they'll talk about how to enhance and negate those energies. And usually when we're looking at the best flying stars, we're looking at flying star number one, um, number four, which is usually associated with academics and uh, romance, number six, which is usually power and authority. And number eight, which is called the well star. And then number nine, which is usually associated with inspiration, spirituality, you know, beauty. So we usually enhance these stars and we will, you know, um, put out the things to enhance them for the year. So this year, it proves actually a little bit challenging. So there's some different energies we want to look at. Um, Let's start, I think, looking at uh, some of the different sectors where these stars are visiting and picking them apart. So looking first at flying star number one, it actually goes to the southwest this year. So in and of itself, flying star number one is a good star. However, I don't love it in the southwest. If you think of the implications of water, uh, which is represented by the one star, um, flying to the southwest, um, the southwest is the element of Earth, and Earth controls the water, you know. And so honestly, just being that one star in the southwest is not necessarily... Um, uh, great, anyway. Um, so you know, it just you have to kind of take into account the strength and how um, it interacts with the palace. And I don't feel like it has a great interaction with it. If you think of the way water and earth make mud, um, I don't think it's a good combination. Um, also in Southwest three, where the monkey resides is the three killings for the year. It's, it's the robbery shot. So we don't want to activate that. It's definitely a palace and sector. We don't want to do renovations. So in order to, I guess, kind of take advantage of this area for the year, you're welcome to use the area, especially for career related opportunities, but I wouldn't activate it with a water activation or a fan or anything like that. Use the area is fine. Um, also, however, you're going to want to avoid renovations in the Southwest for the year next looking at flying star number four so flying star number four is personally one of my favorites it does represent literary achievements and it also represents romance sometimes it is called the flower of romance i heard somebody the other day call it the star of um, hearts and flowers or something and i was like that is so cute so it um, represents you know that that sort of thing it's a it's a yin uh, wood element um it represents like flowers you know it's beautiful imagery however this year it's trapped in the center it is in the center of our homes for the year so arguably you can't activate the center of your home it's not really a palace or a gua. it's kind of just um the way it's described is at the center of your home actually directs the way the energy flows. And so when you have a flying star in the center, in my opinion, it's kind of trapped there, but it also sets the tone and the theme for the entire year. And so I do think even though it's trapped there and we can't activate it, it does represent, um, you know, maybe more romance this year, maybe it's a year where we do have more uh, global love, you know, it, it can definitely set the tone of for the year in that way. And so I do think that maybe more compassion, more understanding is on the horizon for the year kind of globally, just because that's the theme. But as far as activating that flying star, we're going to be missing our uh, flying star number four. So we're unable to um, activate that this year. Looking at the flying star number six that we'd like to associate with power and authority, um, that young metal energy, that big metal, um, often associated with like organization, or you know, if you're a boss of a company, maybe you like to use flying star number six. So <laughs> unfortunately, it's landing in the West this year. And so uh, the West also has some challenging energies that are associated with the Earth Shaws, which is the Yearbreaker. So, the Yearbreaker resides in the animal sign that opposes the energy of the year. So, of course, in West 2 sits the animal sign of Rooster, and that is afflicted by both the Robert or the, the Sansa, um, the, the three killings, and the soy po which is called the year breaker you know so it offends the grand duke this year so this is not an area we can do renovations furthermore when the sixth flying star lands in the west remember that's we have to look at what that energy is um in in a way that it's, you know, natal to the home. So the West is always associated with the energy of yin metal. So when we have a flying star combination of six, seven, you know, represented by the West, um, that does represent um, like two swords fighting. So it's generally not thought to be a great combination. Um, So, I mean, honestly, again, use the sector. Uh, It should be fine to use, should be perfectly fine. However, Um, avoid renovations also in the West. And one of the things that we want to make sure we're doing is we're facing West. And so I'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, I'm going to look at what's called offending the Grand Duke and appeasing the Grand Duke. And we'll talk about that in just a second, um, because I want to talk about how we can use these energies as opposed to, you know, not using them for the year. You can totally use the sector. You can totally use this Uh, the west area but it's definitely a spot we want to avoid renovations for the year now looking at flying star number eight so this is the one people most love to activate you know they look for the eight star because usually it's called the wealth star and um you know eight it to me it's not necessarily a wealth star the way that i've heard it described and i've i've used is that you can actually use it to secure more work. It's the start that promotes working. And so honestly, this is a sector, uh, the South this year is where it's visiting. This is a sector you can place your employees. However, however, I will warn you, I don't agree with activating the sector. And if you can avoid using it for the year, I actually would, you know, if it's your already your bedroom or if it's already a sector in your home that you use quite often, you know, don't worry about it. But If you were thinking about moving to the South or moving your desk to the South and you were going to use that sector for the year, I would avoid it. And so the South, unfortunately, has one of the fiercest energies for the year. Um, If you look and if you look on sometimes the Joey Yap software will have it and definitely the the chinese metasoft That's the one i use but if you look you'll notice there's something called the wu capital and G capital this is known as the wu Saw, and so this energy is often called the five tiger shaw so unfortunately it's activated by both renovations and a movement and it's said to be one of the fiercest most um aggressive energies and so every year again it moves to a different sector this year it is affecting specifically the area associated with um, South Two, which is where the horse resides. So, if you want to activate the wealth star, or and you you are using this sector for the year. All you have to do is position your desk, your bed, you know, your couches, whatever. All you have to do is position out of the sector of South Two associated with the horse. If you need help with this, totally message me, I'll, I'll help you out. If you're like, oh no, my, my bedroom's in the South, message me, I'll help you out, okay? We'll, we'll get you fixed up for the year. So specifically, it affects the sector of South Two and um southwest one so that is the animal signs in your home where the horse is and where the goat is so you can tap into energies um on both sides of those but you have to be very precise in your activations so i'm just going to warn you against activating the eight star with movement like a fan this year so just be very careful so that brings us to flying star number nine. So flying star number nine is moving to the north. Um, you might wonder, you know, what that means for the element of fire moving into a palace that is generally associated with water. So when we, when we look at that, um, we actually, uh, it actually interacts fairly nicely. <laughs> you would think it would not. However, when you move in, uh, a flying star combination of nine one remember the ones associated with the north it's just always there it's always going to be there despite whatever flying stars are in your home the nine star is going to move in and make a nice little combination of 10 so i really love the energy in the north this year um, if you can you know locate your office and stuff in the north so flying star number nine it's closely associated with inspiration and um You know, beauty and and being inspired, being, you know, spiritual, having um, new ideas. So, I really like the idea of using the flying star number nine in the north this year. It's going to give you some pretty good energy uh, for the year. So, uh, if you can't focus on any of these other sectors, make sure you focus on the north. You can definitely enhance this. You can enhance it with water. You can work in the sector and you can. I think you can do light renovations in the area too so yeah Uh, all in all the north is a really good sector to use. I do want to touch on the fact that uh, specifically I told you not to renovate in certain areas and that the using them is quite fine so why is that? I mean you might be wondering like how come I can't renovate in the area so let me just explain a little bit. These energies that are called like Grand Duke or Thai Soy or Soy Pony Year Breaker. Okay. You might wonder what those are, you know, or the three killings, you know, you might hear these, these, uh, terms. Um, so basically these are energies that are affected by the earth. So they're called an the earth shawl and they specifically lay with what are called the earth branches or the zodiac signs. And so they're only going to affect Again, those little subsectors of the area. So um, you may notice I said like North 1 or North 2 or North 3, right? So um, there's a nice article on my blog. I updated it the other day because it was a little bit out of date. But it talks about finding these sectors within your home. And again, if you haven't had these sectors mapped out and you need me to help you shoot me a message, I need a floor plan and I'll help you find them. That way you can avoid a renovation in the area for the year. I mean, it's super easy. All you have to do is avoid renovating. But the thing is, these energies are activated by um, moving earth and digging and doing renovations. So that's why I kind of distinguish between you can use the area, but you can't renovate it. So there's definitely certain sectors and areas um, within you know, like the South, the Southwest, the West that you do not want to renovate for the year. So if I tell you don't renovate it, um, don't renovate it because this will definitely trigger these energies. So the difference in that and the flying stars is that the flying stars are actually activated by movement and motion. And that's why we do things like place a fan in the area, or, you know, I say to use the area because this is going to activate and circulate the the cheer energy around. So this can be done by using a candle, a fan, using the sector, or even having a front door located within that area. So this is what activates these flying stars. So again, use of the area is okay, but it is the digging and the earth working that is going to activate this. And as kind of speaking about that, if you, you know, have some construction going on around you, sometimes that can trigger that energy too. And we have no control over this. So sometimes, you know, the city may come in and start digging in your alleyway or on the street in front of or next to you, and it can trigger these energies off. Most of the time, these energies can be calmed down. The one thing that I've learned about the Five Tiger Shaw, which I talked about um, previously, is that this energy actually is very hard to calm down. And there's only a couple different activations you can do to calm it down. And the timing has to be absolutely perfect, and that doesn't occur very often. That's why it's so hard to to calm that energy. <laughs> so, but uh, most of the other times, the energy can be calmed by activating some other sectors or other specific energies within your home. And I kind of talk about this as like um, acupuncture for your home. You know, triggering a very specific area within your home can calm energy um, everywhere else. It's actually pretty cool. So. If you, at some point during the year, like, oh no, one of these sectors has been activated and I noticed something happening, you know, sometimes we're just under, you know, this divine protection where things don't happen. And sometimes we definitely notice them happening. Um, this is a little bit further explanation <laughs> because you can actually calculate who in your house will be impacted, but that's um too specific of a discussion to have on a podcast, you know, that had to be more of a one-on-one session because it can affect different people differently. Um, so again, sometimes, um, the energies don't impact certain people in your home and sometimes it will deeply impact certain people within your home. So if you notice that happening throughout the year, shoot me a message and we can talk about how to calm these energies. Usually you can calm it down just fine. It's okay. I know a lot of feng shui masters will say, like, to change rooms for the year or to move, you know, move to a different room for the year or whatever. But what happens when we can't do that? Um, I want to look specifically at the energy, um, you know, speaking about the Thai or the Grand Duke and those three killings energies what can we do to kind of negate these energies? So I want to focus on first the Tysoy or the Grand Duke. So the Tysoy or the Grand Duke is the energy that is governing the year. It's the animal sign that governs the year. So this year it is the rabbit and it is located in East 2. It's located right in the center of East and um, it said that you are not supposed to face the Grand Duke. And so um, this also applies to if you're working, you don't want to your desk facing the east you want to sit with your back of your head to the east it is said to appease the Grand Duke and give you power Um, also you don't want to be sleeping within the Grand Duke specifically for children and um, elderly it can cause some health issues and it can actually cause some mental health issues it can give it can give you some issues so i will kind of warn you this last year i was working with a client and they had some issues with the family member um, some mental health issues at that time uh, very bad issues when i looked they were actually sleeping right smack dab in the Thai soy energy for the year. So not, they were sleeping directly in the sector that house, that Thai soy energy. Not only were they sleeping in the sector, they were, they had their bed positioned facing that energy and it was causing nightmares and all kinds of stuff. And as soon as I saw that, I knew they had to change the bed position. All I did was shift their bed over and um, it, it helped, it really helped the issues a whole lot. I put their bed in a better position within that same room. They didn't have to move out of the room or anything. So sometimes it's just a matter of positioning your bed and uh, using those energies to your benefit. So, um, it, again, it helped a whole lot, uh, just kind of calming that energy down and moving the bed out of that position. Um, that's all you gotta do. So sometimes there's some easy things you can do like that. Similarly, when we're looking at the energy of the Grand Duke and putting the back of your head or appeasing the Grand Duke, sitting with the Grand Duke, you're going to want to face the three killings. So it's the same concept. Facing those three killings or facing the West next year is said to, um, same thing, it appeases the Grand Duke. And it's said to have you actually tap into a little bit of a certain energy that's associated with these three killings. So it is said that if you control the three killings, that they actually bring you power and wealth. And so again, avoid the renovations, but facing this energy, facing it, face on and facing the west positioning furniture that's important like your bed or your desk or maybe you sit on a certain couch or you work a certain way every day Um, try to face the west and sit east if you can especially if you are in either the east or west sectors you're going to want to Um, tap into these energies. So this is actually called a facing and sitting shawl also for the year. So again, just working with the energy you have and repositioning your furniture in a very simple way. You can tap into these energies and you can kind of negate some of the negative um, energy that it's gonna bring. You can use it to your advantage instead. And this is really the way we do feng shui. It's not, again, feasible to switch rooms every year. You can't move houses every year. You can't, you know, make things perfect. But what we can do is tap into some good energies and kind of negate and calm down the energies that we don't wanna tap into. So this is a really easy way to do it, is to uh, sit with your back to the east and face the west this year. Let's take a quick sponsor break and we're gonna come back and talk a little bit about the Rabbit as a Zodiac sign. In honor of the upcoming year of the Water Rabbit, I want to talk about the Rabbit as a Zodiac sign and what it represents. So if you were born in 1963, 1975, 1987, 1999, 2011, or 2023, you were born under the year of the rabbit. As long as you were born after February, I might add. (laughs) The month of March is also represented by the rabbit. So if you're born in March, you'll also have a rabbit in your natal chart. Or if you were born from 5 to 7 a.m., you'll also have a rabbit in your natal chart. If you were born in 1963, 60 years ago, that means you were actually born under sign of the water rabbit. So you're going to have a little bit of a repeating um, energy within your chart. So again, this year being the year of the water rabbit and you being born in the year of a water rabbit means you will have something called a Fu Yin year. That is generally refers to when the, um, heavenly stem and earth branch are exactly the same as the one in your natal chart. So that means it's the year of the water rabbit and you were born under the animal sign of the water rabbit. The rabbit represents the um, east sector of your home or the east It is the element of yin wood, and it is considered a peach blossom animal. So a peach blossom animal found in your natal chart generally represents that you're attractive to potential suitors. You may have more charisma, or you may just tend to attract people around you. So people tend to like you. Um, It kind of speaks to your, um, again, your charisma, your charm, and your attractiveness to others. Of course, one of the most popular symbolism of the rabbit is um, fertility. So as we're going into the spring months and um, of course the year of the rabbit, you know, maybe it's signifying a more fertile time in our society. I don't know. Um, from A to Z it says that rabbit symbolizes fertility, luck, and creativity. Rabbits also symbolize compassion and intuition. The rabbit is a popular symbol in many cultures around the world and often is associated with springtime and new beginnings these happy critters are a reminder that life is full of possibilities and in chinese culture the rabbit also symbolizes the moon which i think is pretty relevant with this lunar new year occurring and um, going into the year of the rabbit so the rabbit also symbolizes the moon and this comes from the legend of called Changi flying to the moon. So Changi actually is said to have drank the elixir of life to make her immortal and then flew to the moon with a white rabbit in her arms. There's other accounts that kind of vary that say that the rabbit actually took the blame for her taking this elixir and volunteered to go to the moon with her so she wouldn't be alone. Either way, um, if you look up at the moon, it's said that you can see the shape of a rabbit with a mortar and pestle. This is a little bit of a case of what's called pareidolia and seeing um, a shape in an object so and it kind of does look like it like if you look up rabbit on the moon you can see that it looks like a rabbit standing up stirring a mortar and pestle. What I think is really interesting is this tale actually spans across different cultures too so there's a lot of different cultures that actually have a rabbit in the moon story and according to um there's a really cool article which I'll link to and it talks about all the different Folklore's and cultures and traditions that the story can span. And so there's an Indian tale in which the rabbit, um, you know, comes across a beggar asking for food, and he's with these other animals. So these other animals are actually able to gather food for this beggar and offer it to them. Well, the rabbit can only gather grass. And so the rabbit actually willingly sacrifices itself and throws itself onto a fire for the beggar, who then reveals himself to be a Buddha. And when that happens, um, he was touched by the rabbit's nobility. This is virtue, you know, that he actually drew a rabbit on the moon for everybody to see. And according to um, the Aztec legend from Mexican folklore, the god Quetzalcoatl was living on earth as a man, started on a journey, been walking a long time, and was really hungry and there was no food or water to be found. So he thought he was gonna die. Then a rabbit grazing nearby offered himself his food to save the life of Quetzalcoatl. Um, and of course moved by the noble offering, elevated her to the moon. And then lowered her back to ours and told her, you may be just a rabbit, but everyone will remember you and your image is in the moon. And the last one I think is really cool, a Native American legend. So this was said to be a Cree legend. So um, there's a different variation. And it says here that a young rabbit who wished to ride to the moon Um, And the only way to get there was to ride a crane. So the trip actually stretched out the crane's legs as the heavy rabbit held onto them tightly, leaving them elongated. And to this day, these cranes now have long legs. When they reached the moon, the rabbit touched the crane's head with a little bloody paw, leaving a red mark for the crane to wear on his forehead today. According to the legend, on clear nights, the rabbit can be seen riding to the moon. So if you liked learning about the rabbit zodiac sign, and maybe you have a rabbit in your natal chart and you want to know more, consider joining me next week for a live Zoom session, the animal sign or zodiac forecast for 2023, year of the water rabbit. So you may be wondering, you know, what is in store. Sometimes people, like if you have the zodiac sign of the rooster you may be wondering what that clash can mean for you so these all mean different things I use something called the symbolic stars and so these are kind of shoveled around each year and assigned to each of the zodiac signs remember you have four different zodiac signs in your natal chart one for the year month day and hour that you're born so you're bound to have some good stars with one or two of those you can make the most of it so if you're wondering what's in store for the year of the water rabbit you know, come join me live. Um, I'll have the registration linked below. So again, won't have an episode next week for the 20th, but join me on the 27th and I'll be back for Feng Shui a year of the Water Rabbit uh, Part Two, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of the negative impact of the energies that are coming in. Some of those negative flying stars we'll focus on next time and look at what we can do to like cure, negate, and really how strong are these natal, you know, how strong are these stars? Is it going to impact me a lot? So, we're going to kind of look at all that um, on the 27th. So, yeah, stay tuned for the rest of the month, and I'll catch you guys very soon. for a free energy mapping of your floor plan, please check the link in the show notes. To support today's podcast, go to learnfengshui.com, sign up for emails, leave a review and share with your family and friends.